This Sam Mays Podcast Roadshow is brought to you by Pettit Insurance in Norman. Remember, you're always in good hands with Allstate. On the Monday of game week, it's just different. It hits different. It feels different. It's uh, something that has been in my blood my whole life. So when you listen to Red Dirt music, it's like that last rebel sound to me. It is a combination of uh, southern rock and jazz and uh, bluegrass. And and for Skip Bayless to come out and say, I don't feel bad for him and kind of belittle him and say, how dare you? How dare you as the leader of America's team show weakness? Honestly, I want to say what I want to say. This is the Sam Mays Podcast. Welcome, I'm Sam Mays, and today we're at Sean Cummings Irish Pub here on May, and what would we say? 7528 North May. Okay, 7528 yeah. North May. We are so excited to be here. It's myself, Wes Sims, and uh, Mr. Cummings himself here joining us for this version of the Sam Mays podcast. Um, the last couple of weeks have been interesting. I did a, a 23 in me. <laughs> it's what I, I hear. I did a 23 in me and found out that I've got, I'm 15% uh, Irish and, and British. And I'm right. like, what? what? Right. Where did that come from? As I sit here, yes. a giant African-American man, right? right? Just not expecting to see that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as somebody that doesn't have the ability to trace my history back like others would be an right. African-American, it's kind of cool to know that inside me somewhere is, you know, right. I'm talking thousands of years of history and culture. Right. And, uh, and I always have loved St. Patrick's Day for obvious reasons. But, <laughs> you know, now I get to celebrate it this year with a little meaning behind yeah. it. So See, you were homesick the whole time. I you was. You just didn't know it. Absolutely. <laughs> Ireland calling my name. There's no doubt. So I threw it out there on Facebook just trying to see if I can get somebody to sit down and talk about Irish right. stuff, right? So let's yes. talk about the Irish. Let's talk about Ireland. <laughs> and uh, Sean, you're, you not only did you reach out on Facebook, but like 72 other people were like, do you know Sean Cummings? And I was like, well, apparently I got to call Sean and see yeah. uh, if he's available is, this week. Is that good or bad? That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And so uh, we're here at your pub and uh, I'm excited to be here. And you've actually planned some things for us today mm-hmm. that I'm pretty excited about. We're going to try some traditional Irish food and, yep. and have a real conversation about, I mean, just really kind of, I mean, really kind of. I guess we can center it a little bit around St. Patty's Day because that type of the year. But I really kind of want to know, you know, give me the give me the bullet points, the must knows about the culture. So here's the thing that I would tell you up front. So I know you know Dr. Keith Gaddy because he quoted on there. You need to do another one of these with him and do the actual like real analytical history because I'll okay. give you I'll give you that this is what my family did and this is where we came from and this yeah. is the foods people actually eat we, versus we want what the we real think. history the poor right. man's history yeah the everyday well, history everybody goes you know when I go to Ireland I, I do this and I go when you get off the boat over there here's the thing people will say to you because you obviously are way larger than any other people that are going to be over there they'll go my God mate where are you from and you'll go you know, Oklahoma City or whatever, whatever I don't know your hometown, so right. whether it's here or not. And then they'll say, well, what are you doing here? And you go, oh, I'm chasing down my genealogy. And in the kindest, sweetest way you've ever felt, they'll say, welcome home. That's amazing. And you literally feel it. And you go, my God, they actually meant it. Like That's for real. Awesome. So when my dad left, what you got to understand is the night before he left, they had a wake for him because they thought they'd never see him again. So everybody gets drunk till the early hours of the morning. They drunk take you to the ship. They put you on there. You go with nothing else. Then they all go celebrate a little more as if they buried you. 
What? Right. But that's why the welcome home, because they really mean it. You think of whatever ancestor piece you got in there, whether it was a maze or anything else down the line, hey, they've, you have family there, real family that doesn't know you exist, doesn't know where you are, doesn't know anything about you, and they want to. Let's go to Ireland. Right. Yeah. Sign me up. Right. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And so people think, oh, well, you know, it's this, it's this. And, you know, like my wife, we were just talking. She's, she's nice and tan and... She was very surprised to find out she was Irish, you know. I mean, her last name's Bradley. You would have right. thought they'd figured it out, but not really. Um, oops, sorry, I keep hitting my mic there. But the same thing with her. When we went over, you know, the first thing they do is, have you had the Guinness? And you go, well, you know, we've had an The water's different. You have to have a real Guinness. And so the first thing you do is eat a Guinness. They'll give you a proper Irish breakfast, which is what we're going to do. And then we're going to have some northern Irish food, which when I was a kid, we were Catholic. So when we travel over there, we weren't allowed to go to Northern Ireland because we're known for being argumentative, talk politics and things. Yikes, right. (laughs) Really and truly not supposed to be talking about over there. So um, along those lines, my dad would just go, no, it's not safe. And the deal was, my dad was in the real militia IRA, like the actual army. His dad was in the actual revolution, like wow. the real deal. Some of his relatives were jailed for fighting against the English on this. They didn't have a chance. You know, it was like 40 guys out drunk one night. And they're like, we're going to do a revolution tomorrow. Is everybody in? And, you know, you're drunk. So you go, I'm in. I'll be there at 6. They didn't show up. They didn't show up. Yeah, it doesn't turn out well. I don't know if you're worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, the stories are pretty incredible. What is this? Yeah. All right, so this is a proper Irish breakfast. It'll look almost the exact same when you're over there. Our pork is a little different because they use Dutch pork, and it's more oily, so it holds together a little different. This is a banger, which is the reason they're called bangers. It's a sausage that when you used to put in the oil, when you used to put it in the oil, there was so much water and filler in there, it right. would pop. That's why they're called bangers. Okay. So we have white pudding, black pudding. You got to try them before I tell you what's in there. So both of you guys, you both have silverware over <laughs> okay. there. All right. I'm that ready for this. White pudding and black pudding. White and black pudding, which, you know, we may get into that conversation as we yeah. go. You know, so for, for the podcast purposes, what I'm looking at is a couple of eggs, mm-hmm. uh, some yeah. Canadian bacon, what it looks like to me. Right. Uh, we've got a sausage, which is the banger, right. a piece of cooked tomato. Right. And then you're telling me this is white and black. White and black pudding. So from pudding. my distance, I would have told you this was some sort of ground sausage. Right. So like Hash. Like yeah. hash, right. right. Okay, so here we go. All right, so Wes has got, which one was that, the white one or the black one? He's doing the white right white. now. Okay, he's doing the white, and so we'll let him finish that up and give us a description, and I'll try mine. They're all going to have this combination of British spices while you guys are trying this, so I'll explain it Okay. Through. So the Brits invade all of the world, kill everybody, steal their stuff, and steal their spices, and come back home, but then don't use them. This same spice mixture is in the dessert. It's in with meat. I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. Say, is there is there like a like a hint of cinnamon in there? Or yeah, something? some so, cumin, some yeah. nutmeg, a little bit Nut, of cumin. Yeah. So my last name is Cumin. Cummins, Common, Cummin. We had like ten different spellings of it, but that's my actual last name. So okay, seems to be in everything. But German stuff. So the black pudding will be more familiar to you if you grew up eating German food. Um, they Germanic food and ours go kind of hand in hand. Um, we eat the same stuff as the Brits a lot of time, but, you know, there was always some fighting going along there. So, what do you think? So, it's got a little weird chew to it. it it's a little bit of weird chew, right. but it's delicious. That's right? barley. Amazing. Is what you're... Is that what that is? <laughs> barley. <laughs> so, in, in normal 
European countries, they would never put prime meats in the sausages except yours. Germans would use still the higher grade stuff. The rest of us were poor. We used whatever we got around. Right. Blend it with oats, blend it with sausage and spices, and then it's just basically ground fat. And so I mix all of those with the famed British spices, which is, a, you know, ginger, um, a little bit of, uh, God, let me think through this thing. I'll, I'll have to think through it because it's thyme, a little rosemary, a little bit of ginger, a little bit of cumin, a little bit of nutmeg. I mean, things that just don't ordinarily mix. Right. So, um, but it works. And then, so the give the sausage a try next. And then the, so this is basically a pork loin. So okay. Irish bacon is basically an air-dried, then smoked pork loin. It's got a little bit of a chew to it, but it's, they are so proud of it over That's there. That's delicious. When 100% you, delicious. Right, when you go visit, you literally have to talk it up. So now, the only things that have changed since the first time I went over there till now, and we're talking a 35-year span, is the black and white pudding. Now you can get it with chilies in it and all these other things that Irish people that worked in Europe and in Africa and in America that came back home brought these things with them. Oh, you're getting the two. Okay. <laughs> that The sausage. It's tell me, Tell me more about that again. What okay, is, so, so is that your sausage? You make that here? We don't make it. Okay. I, we tried to start making ours, and I could make about 10 pounds at a time, and I sell 60 to 70 pounds a week. Okay. So I just couldn't, literally right, couldn't up. do it. Right. And it is an oats and barley and whatever grains you have around uh, base sausage. Now, the ones that were made here in America have more meat in them. Right. So if you order this in Scotland, Ireland, England, or Wales, you're going to get one that'll be it'll be slightly more watery, but the flavor will still be the same. That that's one of the best yeah, sausages I've ever had. Thank you. Yeah, I mean that's it awesome. really is. Right. Like that is an yeah. awesome sausage. Um, and I don't know what the deal is with the tomato. It just comes I was going to ask like where'd that get? <laughs> in the, in say, that? I feel like that sausage. Like there's some you you bite into them and it feels like you instantly have heartburn. Yeah. And that doesn't it right. it it's like it's it kind of cools soothing. itself off. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. So if the three of us were over there and we're working on a farm, mom serves us this every morning. Can I tell and you that the Guinness goes lovely with it, by the way? <laughs> In a weird way. Like, I'm over here drinking this beer. I'm like, this pair is so nice with this breakfast right now. Okay, so first time I'm over there, and i got to be, I, I'm like 21 or 22 years old. That's when my dad came to America. So when the relatives saw me, they were scared because I looked so much like him. And they hadn't, you know, hadn't seen him. The deal is, is so they give me all of these things, and then for breakfast I get like a bowl of oatmeal as well. And I'm not, right? I am not your right. guy's size. Yeah, we're eating it. And so I'm like, man, I just can't eat this much. No, no, you have to. And then they give me a shot of Jameson, and I go, oh, it's seven o'clock in the morning. And they go, yeah, nobody mind, just pour it into your thing and stir it in. The amount of alcohol when it is served and everything else is so antithetical of what we do over here. That's amazing. If you had a beer for breakfast, no one cares. Literally, they just, they're not going anywhere. You're not moving to another neighborhood. You're not moving up anywhere, moving out anywhere. My family's been in the same house there for 700 years. That's insane. Right. The same house. It's just one generation after another. So I think probably one of the coolest things that I've read so far is just a sense of community, right? So everything that you're talking about here is these are small Irish towns that are still small Irish towns that everybody is scratching each other's backs, right? I mean, the whole community is like this one big circle of life, like Lion King style. I'm like, this is incredible. And it's still that way in 2021 in a lot of areas. Well, think think from this standpoint. So let's say there are 30 families that fill out a town called Lock Ray, which just means Lake Ray. And, uh, And so if there was an invader, 
we all have to know what to do without talking. And the, the, whatever the sign is that goes up, that you've got somebody that's pulled up because you know, Vikings were roaming around back then. Everything. So we are all trained to go do whatever it is that we got to do, kill them off and bury them. <laughs> go that's back. wild. And then we got to go farm. Yeah. I can picture that because, I mean, like out in western Oklahoma, and this is way past that, you mm-hmm. know, as far as generations, like centuries-wise. Right. And, I mean, people stick together. It's different out right. there. You know, everybody waves at you when you're driving and everything. Right. So I can only imagine, like, basically the inception of neighbors, right. you know, at a place like like this. I mean, right. that's pretty cool. I could it's, only is, imagine, like, just the underwritten laws and everything that they have between their... Well, and so there isn't... there There's, there's not a level of, uh, like, shaming on anything. You are just what you are. And, like, if... So let's say you're a terrible alcoholic. This is a really good example of of empathy and sympathy like I've never seen anywhere else. So I got a cousin of mine, he literally drank himself to death. Guy was worth millions of dollars. My uncle made a fortune in international produce trading. Each kid got like $4 million. One of them decided to drink himself to death. And his wife would just bring him a bottle in the morning, another one in the afternoon, leave him with a diaper on, change him, clean him up and everything. And what they would say is I would go, well, God, why would you do that? And they go, well, the drink has him. And it's as if a spirit came in and took him over. Right. That that the original person is gone, but it's still my husband. Right. And that would never happen. Oh no! Here. no absolutely Especially not. if you had money. Right. right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not. Real money. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody would smack you. Right. Right. And, and try like, to straighten you out. No. Yeah. Or I'm not gonna bring it to you. I know. Right. And like you're gonna control it. And they understand it is uncontrollable. You know, so Isn't what? That crazy. So it is. Yeah, we've covered some weird stuff so far. Yeah, and look, I love yeah. it. That's, this is what podcasting is for. I'm, um, I you need know, the, to get my 23 and Me deal. Oh yeah, because yeah. I need some Irish in there, there you so go. we can make this deal official. Oh yeah, go. good Ireland, absolutely. <laughs> I gotta go. All right, let's try this one real quick, if you don't mind. Not so at all. This yeah. is a salmon boxing. Now I have to be honest with you, a area of the country I'm from doesn't make this. So a friend of mine that was from Northern Ireland, that's a doctor here taught me how to make this one. Okay. And basically it's a potato pancake, real thin like a crepe, and then you do salmon with a real nice cream sauce. So I hope you guys eat seafood. I didn't ask you that before. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. But it's... Um, all the food. Now this is probably the closest to culinary excellence you get in a pub. You know, I mean, we're just... Yeah, I know. It doesn't suck, does it? <laughs> I wouldn't steer you wrong. <laughs> that is... I know, that dynamite? Are you kidding? Yeah, that's a, isn't that great? That's a lot good. Right. Yeah. So, but so this I would, love salmon, one. But that crepe is yeah. un- unbelievable. And this would still be pub food. So, like, you would, uh, like, if you're in, in Belfast or somewhere like that, they would literally have places that this is all they do. And you just decide what fillings you want, like a, like a Mexican restaurant. But the limitations would be, okay, while we're on food, while you guys are chewing, let me tell you the funniest thing in the world. You can get corn on pizza over there. And at a Chinese restaurant, you don't have to have rice. They'll do fries. So, so meat-based diet. And if the meat's going bad, it looks like it has maggots on it. So Irish people are still uncomfortable with rice. Isn't that crazy? Because they Seriously. think it's like maggots. Oh, right. yeah. And this is stuff, and if you know it before you get there, everything's cool. But if you don't know, you're like, ah, it's Chinese food, and I just got fries with it. And they go, yeah, it's the best way. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's like I, I didn't expect that, right? I, I did not expect that. I want to talk to you about the, you know, so you're talking about small communities, yep. right? And obviously, 
uh, the forgiving and loving nature of the of, pe- of the people in general. The neighborhood pub, though, yep. it's a whole different deal, right? Right. Like it's like a, I mean, it's like a foundation piece right. of your culture. Right. Our, our culture. Our culture, ah, my friend. Our it's culture. Our culture. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> so here's here's Coming a soon. here's the story. So all of us um, would have smaller homes, maybe two to three bedrooms max. So one of my aunts ended up having 11 kids, and she had basically like a loft house. 11 eight, kids? 800 square feet. Open 11 stove. kids yeah. in 800 square feet? Okay, so there's no birth control up until about 35 years ago. She go crazy? Catholic Church runs the, runs the play, everything. Literally. It's a Catholic. People don't understand. It's no different than a Muslim country. It's just a different church, and I'm Catholic, so I get to say that. But <laughs> it's no different. You go by their rules. So 11 kids... Um, she had the open stove. Everybody slept up in a loft kind of on mats, for lack of a better word. No indoor plumbing. And this was still, you know, 40 years ago. Oh, it's insane. So, okay, what was the question? I'm like, small town, small yeah, the, town. Yeah, the center, the, the pub. Center committee. So, so if they wanted to have a birthday party and they wanted other people to come, they can't have it at their house. They're in enough room. Everybody goes to the pub. If you need a meeting for the church, um, if it's something they won't do, like, they would never have food or anything in an actual church where we would all makeshift. Right. They wouldn't do it. Right. It's got to be at the pub. Um, if you were teaching cheese making, it would be at the pub. Like the French would come over and teach cheese making, artisan cheese to, to uh, the locals. That kind of stuff. Everything is centered around it. So as a pub owner, you can be working 7 a.m. to midnight, and you're not really working. You're hanging out. Much like what we're doing right here right. is my actual job. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. That's awesome. <laughs> Here's the thing. No... Pub owner wants to be a lawyer. Every lawyer wants to be a pub owner. That's amazing. <laughs> so you've you got kids and everything, right? Even now today, oh, yeah. you go over there and there's just kids running around? Everywhere. And so we would be uncomfortable with it because, you know, there's some drunk at the end of the bar. And, but if he's a loud, obnoxious drunk, we've known him his whole life. So you just go, don't pay attention. Don't get anywhere near him, but don't pay attention to him. Um, and there'd be little kids and they drink. The sodas they drink are like a, like a blackberry juice mixed with club soda. Tastes wretched. I mean, I mean, like it's, not, it's not sweet enough. Yeah, yeah. Right. The, the <laughs> right. Tussin. The Tussin, absolutely. And so, um, so I don't drink. I'm one of the rare folks. You're that an don't. Irish. Yeah, you're an doesn't. Irish pub. Right. I am Irish Sam Malone. Owner. <laughs> Literally, I'm Sam Malone. <laughs> that's cool. that's amazing. So they would go, oh well, let's get you, you know, because they're just trying to figure out what to do with me. Because with everybody else, they just go get hammered. Right. right? This is like my big fat Greek <laughs> wedding when the guy says he doesn't eat any doesn't meat. Eat meat. Yeah. yeah. She's like, so, no meat. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so here's so they would give me these weird tasting sodas that were like mandarin orange, but it didn't have any sugar. Ooh. So literally like orange peel with. It's like flavored carbonated water. So the the, a couple of the best food stories, just small town food stories. So everybody over there has a chip on their shoulder, much like we all do. If somebody lives in Dallas or Houston and all they do is tell us what they have if we don't have it. Right. You eventually get annoyed with it and go, yeah, dude, we're fine. You know, if I want to live there, I'd move. Right. I don't want to live with all you people. So so over there. um, So do you remember from coming to America? What was the name of the burger stand that the dad owned? Oh, I Mc forget. McDavid's, Mc, Mc... Oh, Mc, McDougal's? Oh, yeah, McDougal's. Is it McDougal's? I think it is. Oh. So, over there, it's McDonough's or, Mac, or something. McDonald's, maybe. He, he just, oh, he that's right. He barely changed it. Yeah, he barely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same deal over there. My cousins were all like, well, you, we can go and get you a burger. And I go, I don't want that. I don't want that. What do we, what do we have in the backyard? Because they just go out and kill a chicken. You know, right. Old school. <laughs> you, you want a dinner, you get a real dinner. 
Um, but yeah, so they would try, and one day I went, and I was like, yeah, it tastes like McDonald's. Why would you want to do this? I mean, we got good stuff to steal. Don't steal this. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you So like when you go over, because I was telling him, I said, Irish Tourism Bureau, pay for you to come over. That's what I was, yeah, that's what my next question. And cover everything. Seriously? Oh, God, yeah. Man, you're, you would be everything they are looking for. Because it's different. You know, you were the person in search yeah. of something you didn't know you even had. Yeah. I mean, so if, um, I'm trying to remember what the, what the story is about the, the diamonds, the field of diamonds. You know, you were that person. So, you know, you're over here and you think you've got all this rocky stuff and there's nothing in it. And you don't realize those are unpolished diamonds. And really it was within your soul. And so you need to go look for it. Go see what it actually is. You're charging me up right now. And I'm excited about it. Here's, like, here's I'm, I'm going to send an email tomorrow about this. Yeah. Irish Tourism Bureau, and I'm telling you, they'll take you up on it. There's, look, the, the challenge isn't um, getting a 100% Irish. I still have relatives over there. Right. But getting you over there so everybody can see what you've become, what you've done. Nobody over there's played in front of 70,000 fans. They don't even know what that means. You know, the biggest park over there would be 40,000 people. I, mean, I could have been an Irish All-American. You could have oh, been yeah. a superstar in rugby, both of you guys. I mean, undoubtedly. If you're fast enough to play here, you're fast enough to oh, play absolutely. over there. Yeah, a little yeah. thunder and lightning for him. Oh, yeah. But so, uh, He's lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I just, for those of you listening, I, I'm like 175 pounds, and these, these are guys I would want blocking for me. Oh, yeah. you got about 700 pounds of dudes in this little area here. Like, we walked in. He's like, we're sitting over here. I was like, you and, <laughs> you and who else? <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll take the back wall and you take the side wall. <laughs> yeah. So the classic would be, so the two of you, so the first time I go over, my, my, my kid's mom and I um, show up and we get into Galway, which is the biggest town on the west side of Ireland. And then there's Dublin on the east side. And then the British controlled side, there is Belfast. So we pull into town and for some reason I can't find any money, anything. I just don't have anything on me. So we pull into what's called the center of town. All of the roads go into a circle in the middle. Mm-hmm. And there was a hotel there, and it was 6 o'clock in the morning. We show up to the hotel, and I just went to the front desk, and I was like, hey, do you have a phone book so I can look up my uncle's name? I, I just got in town, and I don't have any money for some reason. I can't find his address. And they said, what's his name? And I said, Jim Cummins. And he goes, oh, come on, I'll walk you up the street. And the guy abandons his post at a hotel. Just leaves it. Um, and walks me four blocks to, your uncle's to house? my uncle's house. What? <laughs> That's amazing. But this is what I'm telling you. You have no idea what awaits you so we all have relatives we see at picnics that we don't want to see at picnics or barbecues i mean literally you go god they're here nobody feels that way what they want to do is here they go okay i've watched american football on tv what's it really like (laughs) this is so cool right now the deal is is everyone will be buying you beers and all this stuff and you think oh i'm drinking for free nope you're not your turn's coming around and then you have to buy all of those people around you don't get to quit drinking it just keeps going until somebody leaves or passes out. Remember that because you will literally until be like, somebody leaves or, or passes, passes out. out. Right. And then there's always some guy that gets up, goes to the bathroom, and it's his time to pay for a round, and they get looked down on. And somebody will call him out on not in front of you because you're a guest, but later, yes, they will because it broke protocol. You know that's what you're supposed to do when people come to visit. You'll be surprised. You really, really will. Now. Um, I'm trying to think of other really, really just shockingly. <laughs> gonna, 
in a few weeks, Wes and I are going to walk in here with a couple of dudes our size, look at you and say, we're going to drink until someone passes Pass out, out. Yep. or decides to Uber home. We're going to get to know each other until alcohol do us part. Yeah. Think, think in the cities so nobody's driving. They just walk. And if you're in the rural area, nobody cares. If you wreck, you're wrecking into a stone a wall. Some, right. Mm-hmm. Stone walls are everywhere. So I used to I used to do triathlons. And I, so over there, I'm like, I'm going to go on a 10-mile run. And my aunt goes, you know where you're going? And I go, yeah, I'm just going to go on this run. And they let you do it knowing full well you don't know what the hell you're doing. Literally, it's brutal. It took me three hours to get back. Everything looks the same. Everything's a stone wall. Every pasture is green. There are dairy cows, you know, there are regular cows. There's a few pigs. Three hours to get back. And, and they just made fun of me for the rest of the day. Amazing. Nobody cared. <laughs> Nobody cared. That's amazing. <laughs> but it felt like I was with my family that I had been with my entire life. Now, obviously, yes. Ireland is uh, modern, right? The world is modern. Modern-ish. Modern-ish. Okay, so that's, that's yeah. kind of my question. Like, what is modern-ish compared okay. to what we have here? Like, am I going to noticeably... And, you know, walking, getting out of the airport and be like, holy crap, I've taken a step back 20 years or what? Once you get off of the main road, so the first time I was over there, there wasn't a road called the Dublin Road, and that went from Galway to Dublin. You can drive it an hour and a half. I would be behind a truck for six hours trying to get from... That's just the way it was. And then the Germans invested a bunch of money when they became part of the EU and improved the roads, because Ireland just, there's no money. It, right. There's... Like, here I owned my first restaurant when I was 21. If I was over there, I'm not sure I'd still own anything. Oh, wow. Literally, it just wouldn't, I'd, I'd inherit some stuff, but it wouldn't accumulate. So what you'll find is, so like my cousins, I would go, why don't you guys have a thatch roost? And he goes, yeah, I don't know why you Americans think that's so much fun. When they catch fire and they drop on our family and kill all of us, they're not fun. And I would go, oh, I, I, I didn't know that. I mean, you know, right. I, I was just like, well, that's what I've seen in postcards. Right. So a couple of a couple of tourism traps for you here. So don't walk into a place and order a black and tan. <laughs> so black and tans were Scottish soldiers that killed babies, priests, and teachers and cut their heads off and Holy turned them back into the English shit. government for five pounds. Which, what the? F- I mean this. Whoa. I mean this. So I feel like we took a hard so, turn. Right. But yeah. well, I was thinking, what do you guys really need to know? So. I'm over there and I order a car bomb because, yeah, back I was when I still yeah, drink, yeah. right? Not funny over there. Because <laughs> they go, what do you mean? Like when you really think Irish car bomb, it's not funny. No, because yeah. they're blowing up somebody's pub. Yeah, right. The re- and, you know, they don't stay in the car and do it. They go down the street and drink in another one and watch a bunch of people die. It's just, it's weird. But so, so those two things that we just take for granted here, um, not... Get- the, yes. black give me tan. the black and tan thing one more time. Okay, so in order to clear out, so America's up and running, okay, and we need we need stuff from the factories in England because we don't have factories over here, so they need to operate 24 hours a day. Sorry, I keep hitting that. It's okay. Um, so they need what is called meat on the hook, meaning fresh meat, right, for the factory workers. Right. So you got to keep them fed, keep everything working. Okay, so that part makes sense so far. So they decide we can go into Northern Ireland, clear everybody out of their farms and put cattle on there. And we'll have fresh meat next season because it takes about a year to get, you know, cow up to 600 to 850 pounds. So, so literally they just go through and they burn everybody's places. And the people fighting back were the teachers, the priests. And, you know, and then for some reason they included little kids because they knew if 
they did something to you and your wife. That little kid grows up angry and He's furious yeah. his whole life. Absolutely. Sooner or later. Right. It happens right outside. So they were trying to prevent that. And this is like 12th century mentality right. stuff. I mean, it's just stupid because really you don't have to do that. But but they did. And so, so my family had left Scotland, ended up in Northern Ireland, and we ended up on the West Coast. But so they basically clear out all of Northern Ireland. Now, the landowners, which were British, still own the land. But all of the work tenant farmers' houses were burned and, and thrown out. And they just moved the Scottish army and just did murder who stayed behind. Holy I mean, na- Native American stuff. I mean, believe right. me, what we did over here was learned elsewhere. This wasn't new. It was, it was ethnic cleansing top to bottom. But look, the, the big thing is, is over here you go, hey, it's a cool looking drink. Damn. And we never say anything in here to anybody. Right. You know, yeah. If they ask, I will. And go, yeah, you're really, you, man, you don't want to say that. Wow. Right. Yeah. I'll never do but that just, again. Just you think, oh, God, I don't, you know. Oh, you know, yeah, my but feelings, like, but, no, I know, but, but I'm, you go I'm just over saying, there now the, I know. Could you imagine if you were with five people from the Tourism Bureau and you did that? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That's, and, so that's you intense. need like, and, a, uh, like a little book before you go. No, because yeah. there's, very, there's very few things. You would, for one, you would never offend them. They would give you a lesson in history that mm-hmm. you may not be prepared for the severity of the lesson in history. So my dad, when I was a, a little kid in grade school, I'd come home and I'd ask him stuff that we'd learned in school about Ireland. He'd say, they don't know what they're talking about. That's, that's old world problems. We're not dealing with those here. Hmm. That was it. The conversation right. was, he's an old farmer, man. Conversation was over as soon as he said it was over. Wow. But it was all those kind of items. And then so when I went over there, he was like, hey, don't do this. Don't talk politics. Don't do this. And he didn't mean anything by it, right? You know, he really was trying to keep me alive. I love the the pub sounds, right? This oh. is this is your <laughs> wife, the friendliest person this is in your the entire wife world, saying goodbye to customers. That's fantastic. Was like she she's, hugging them? Because she's usually hugging. I, th- I don't know if she hugged anybody, but there was yeah. an abs- absolute escort to I the think door. She wanted to. Yeah. COVID there, or not, she hugs everybody. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, she's a doll. <laughs> so okay, so the black and tan thing, yikes, yep. won't do that. Right. Irish car bomb, no, don't not to that. that. Right. What, give me, give me, what else? So so the. There's a resurgence now of the rebel stuff. It's called the Irish Republican Army IRA and the new IRA. People will just, if you say something, they will nod and and then just probably walk away from you. Can you give us, for those who don't know, yeah. like I'm getting ready to ask a very complicated question. Right. Remember right? when I sent you the note but, on Yeah, <laughs> but for pod, and so I, and I couldn't do that quite yet, but I'm getting, okay. I'm going to be able to soon. Right. Um, for for those who don't know, can yes. you give us a a idiot's guide to this? What what this is sure. like? Why do we have the Irish Republican Army? Why are is it, you know we're talking Irish car bombs? Give me give me right. a a idiot's why does guide. This exist? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So think of England, the most powerful country in the entire world, right? But nobody even really knows how they became the most powerful country in the entire world, but they were unquestionably. But they could not control Wales, Scotland, or Ireland. Now, they had the world's best mercenaries surrounding them. All they had to do was hire them. But instead of hiring them, they'd just come in and put their you know, boot on your neck and try to make you do stuff. So like any human being eventually stands up for themselves, right? right. I mean, you talk to your neighborhood friends and you, you go, Can't okay. Back well, a dog into a corner yeah. all day. You know? Remember what we yeah. used to do the Vikings? This is what we need to do with these guys. So, so it started off that way. And all of us would go to the local pub and we'd figure out how we we're going to ambush them. Um, and so it was the only successful war that you can do if you're not allowed to have guns, and they are, is to uh, basically do a guerrilla war. And so they became a guerrilla army, 
And they made the mistake of doing what's called the Easter Uprising. And that was trying to actually um, have a war with England. It didn't work out. Most of those guys ended up dead or in prison the rest of their lives. So, so that stage number one was just to try to remove them out of the country. You know, you want to be self-ruling. Um, and, and so stage two is after all that happened, years go by, 50 years, no big deal. Everybody's relatively peaceful. Give me a time. 19. Okay, so 1918, I believe, is when okay. the Easter Uprising was. Then the 1970s when all the bad stuff starts happening. And these are bombs in London that are taking down buildings and they're killing royal family members. Um, they're, they're blowing stuff up. But I, one thing I would give them credit for is they don't blow their own stuff up. They blow other people's stuff up. So <laughs> at least they were doing that. But they had found arms. Here's the thing. When I was a kid, I used to go to Irish dances in Kansas City is what they were called. There'd be a sign-up sheet, and thank God I'm not a person that signs my name on anything. And then there would be like a, like a spittoon, and there'd be a couple of guys that were called the boys from back home. They were all IRA fundraisers. Kansas City, Missouri, um, San Francisco, Chicago, and New York is where they got all their money and funds. It wasn't from other places. It was us supplying, supplying wow. them to literally kill our... Um, probably our best friend in world politics. Right. I mean, so, so I recall being there, and, you know, these guys were always, they weren't shifty or anything. They were funny. They'd have beers. They'd chat with you. The music was great, and we related to half of the people in the room. All of them were IRA fundraisers. So now, fast forward <laughs> to 2021. So now, um, now it's about almost like, um, like, almost like gangs. You know, they're controlling crime. See, back then in the 70s, the IRA was, was the police. Right. So let's say, let's say you were a robber and you were robbing old ladies' houses. And much like the Italians, they policed it. And so they would tell you to stop. Right. And if you didn't stop, what they would do is shoot you with your pants on. And so you, and you would go, you know, why would you do that? And you go, well, the fibers go in there and slowly rot and you lose your leg. And everybody sees it go piece by piece, get cut off. Right, brutal. It's just one bullet through your pants, pant leg goes in. But they were the police, and they ran it just like the Italian mafia runs areas in other cities, and it worked. But they were also doing all this other crazy stuff. And then it evolves like anything, you know. You think of any time anybody does anything warfare-wise, the craziest person wins. Absolutely. What are you willing to put on the line? Sports. What are you willing to put on the line? Right. Are you willing to go ahead first? Yeah, be the most vicious person in the room. Right, yeah. It works. And so they kept that up. And now we have this resurgence of, of, you know, they had a thing called the Celtic Tiger. A lot of money from EU was coming into Ireland. Everybody was making money. And then the bottom fell out. Once poverty hits, you know, it's just not what we're used to seeing on the news as criminals. Right. They all look like me or a younger version of me. Right. (laughs) And they're ruthless. You know, they grew up bombs, (laughs) shooting people. I mean, it, it... they don't get, fight fair. There's well, you don't win if you do. <laughs> the goal is to win. So it's it's. Um, I, I would equate a bunch of it to gang mentality here. You look, right. look at. I mean, it wasn't an accident that the Crips and Bloods distributed so much cocaine here. It was right. given to it by by somebody. So right. another story for another day. But same system over there. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So all of the funding from basically four cities in America. <laughs> That's absolutely incredible. And so, the, and had I not personally been there, I wouldn't say that. I mean, literally in the room. So there's a ton of yeah. passion and 
you know, this is still a polarizing conversation, clearly. Oh yeah. Uh, in, in Ireland, and is there any? I mean, from a legislative standpoint, like, what do we look? So, give me, give me a government outlook okay. here. Like, give, what, how does this work? So, I, I was talking to this kid here in town that's uh, that uh, does a lot of stuff with BLM, and and he's really out front. And he's a white guy, and I said, look, man, you have the opportunity to become like the leader of the IRA did that ended up being in charge of the country. Because of his ability to speak, he's eloquent, people listen to him, they right. understand his message. IRA figured out, oh, so it's not just about shooting people, it's about messaging. And they just went the other route for you know, 20, 30 years, and they literally ended up with people in charge of the country. But see, over here we would go, how is that possible? Right. And you go, well, I mean, they did get problems solved. Right. And clearly they <laughs> yeah. have the funding. Right. 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 Clearly they Isn't have the funding. Crazy? So politically right now, um, I would say they're not looked well upon, but the old guys are. Right. Because the old guys are still the ones you would go see and uh, and they to get stuff done. I know it sounds weird to Americans, but trust me, all of our major cities here have the same guys, all different cultures that you go so, see. That Have you seen that movie, The Irishman? Uh-huh. Yeah. So he was funding <laughs> the IRA oh, yeah. somewhat. Yeah. Okay. So that... That was like really happening. I was always wondering mm-hmm. if like that was actually happening, oh. but so, that was hundred percent happening. And and I don't know what they got off of the stuff that I used to go to as a kid, um, but that thing was always full of money, right? And nobody was giving checks or anything. And and, and there was probably one t- ten miles from you somewhere else. Oh yeah, somewhere else. Right. I mean, these guys come to town and they go do 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 to right. thing to thing to thing. And looking back on it now, you just go, gosh dang man, I was ten years old and I knew something was up. And if you're 10 and you know something, nobody was hiding anything. If you're 10 and you know it was out, yeah, I know, isn't that nuts? I'm yeah. blown away by this. So is there a president of Ireland? Is there a... So I, I truthfully, I, believe, I, I don't want to say because I don't know their government in that okay. much. And I've got relatives of mine on the far left, far right. We, right. we got we got You guys just kind of leave it off to the... Yeah. I mean, because at this point, what there's no real impact on right. Ireland, right? I mean, the conversation yeah. is... So the argument now is with England leading the EU, Right. they used to have what was called a hard border, and that's why we weren't allowed to go up to the north as we'd get red flagged with our last name. Now I understand what the deal was, and they might not put you in prison because you're an American, but they'll hold you for a while, and they don't have to be nice. It's a different right. set of rules. A whole different set of rules. Weird. And, you know, you get shot out in the middle of nowhere, no one finds you. So... Um, so I would say the hard border is the big thing, and they're trying to not have a hard border. But as soon as somebody blows something up, you know, you would, as a government, you would have to react. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you don't have a choice. So this cat and mouse game never ends. It's been going on. My dad was right. These are old world problems. He didn't want them brought here. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, as wow. far as uh, the, the, you're, I mean, obviously you are proud uh, to be Irish. And, oh, God, yeah. and, and just after doing so, just the little bit of reading I've done in the last yeah. couple of weeks, I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. What is your favorite part? You know, I know you're a pub owner, but tell me what, like, what are you most proud of when it comes to your heritage? So, what I would our look at. Heritage. Yeah, it's ours, man. It's ours. <laughs> Quit discounting it, man. Quit discounting it. So, so here's the thing. Uh, the, the most proud and terrible all go in the same sentence. Okay. Kathy's okay? great uncle was a guy named General Omar Bradley. And he actually literally won World War II. He was Patton's boss. Most people oh, don't know him these days, right. but her dad looked exactly like him. Okay, so he's an Irish guy that went and saved England's ass. And they were getting beat. They were getting beat, pummeled. If we didn't jump in and save them, 
than MacArthur, Scotch last name, saved England's ass, and all of these countries that they have occupied and done horrific, horrific stuff to were the ones that saved their ass, which... So in Ireland, honestly, we were storing German arms. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, it's the enemy of my enemy. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's hard to understand that, but the American Irish felt some obligation to, to help out. But, so I would say that's the most. Look, the, the, our gift to the world is gab and personality. We have right. never let the truth get in the way of a good story. So you know, we just, you've got it, right? You know, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. If you're going to tell me this, uh, my ability to talk is is the Irish in me. I'll take it. I'll take it. So uh, you, you think about so we make friends easy. We'll generally smile, you know, because it's it was eight million people in the size of Oklahoma at one point, all agrarian, and now it's down to about four. I mean, right. we've lived through terrible, terrible stuff, and everybody, whoever was left, man, that's that's all you got. You know, I, I feel like the uh, the question about if there's anything I love about the Irish culture and their history, you love and hate it would be the reaction to the Irish when they got to America. Oh, yeah. and how terrible it was right, right? Yeah. Uh, as they landed there in new york city they were treated as poorly as africans <laughs> at the time and i'm sitting there thinking how was that even a possibility like what what how did how how were the why were the irish so poorly received by and then a hodgepodge right. of new americans like no one was everybody had an accent everybody so think of so we i, I would say we are like the guatemalans of europe okay <laughs> we were just brought in as a workforce now whether whether we did indentured servitude, where we worked off that work to, for the payment to come over, mm-hmm. you know, that was the trade-off. Because you have people say that they're Irish slaves and all this other stuff. Little bits in there, nothing to compare with the African experience. So it's 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 silly to get that far into it because it looks like you're trying to make like something's okay. Right. And none right. of it. None of it's okay. Um, so the Irish come over. We still spoke Gaelic. We didn't speak English. So immediately you're separated out. And trust me, if there was an English person back then that gave them the opportunity, the Irish guy would stab him and kill him. Oh, yeah. So they, we didn't send our best people. <laughs> you know, I mean, think right. about it. It's kind of like the Australia deal. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Prison colony. I mean, we didn't. So, so the, way, the way it works, it's, it's Viking heritage. So um, let's say we have 10 kids. Oldest son gets everything. Everybody else is on their own. So you got to go out, rape, pillage, kill, and steal somebody else's stuff because otherwise you don't have any food to eat. So we grew up with that exact same thing. So the younger kids or the problem people or everything else were sent to America. There was a story on um, like, a, like a psych alcoholic hospital in, in uh, New York. And I remember reading it, so I don't know factually what the deal was. But it was like 27, 28% in there were our people. Holy crap. Yeah. But, you know, we couldn't drink the water. It was polluted. You know, my, my grandpa, who was not a drinker, drank a shot of whiskey in the morning and one at night because to kill the bugs in his body from the water. So it's, it, it's everything is cyclic, and you go, that doesn't make any sense. And I go, give me five minutes, and it will, because the story rolls back around. But when we came here, I mean, if, if somebody's got their foot on your neck for that long, and you get over here and you start making a little money, you're telling me you're not going to do it back to them? Right. Right. Now, the bad side to it was a lot of them were sent down south and did horrific horrific shit to people because that's that, that's what you know you go hey i can show you how to clear out of town they did it to us right holy shit yeah. right so we we'll solved that problem we were the demons Jeez. and we were the great people and if you look at any of the uh, 
any of the cartoon drawings and stuff back then, we basically were portrayed as white apes, you know, mm-hmm. essentially. And um, they do the real protruded mouth and the longer arms and everything. Looking back on it, most Irish now, I mean, just look and go, huh. Like it's somebody else. And you go, no, right. dude, that was your grandpa. Right. Literally, yeah. that was your grandpa. How do you how do you hate poor people? That was your grandpa. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> right. And so, he was kind of a dick. And, and look, I mean, it was a hard, <laughs> it's a hard play. <laughs> so aren't, aren't Irish... It, Aren't they the ones that are like impenetrable to uh, like psychology and all that? Oh, I don't, I don't have any idea. Um, I, the, the Brits don't care much for it, but you know what I would say is um, we are like poets and singers. Can I get them around if you give a second? Oh yeah, okay. and, and I, I got to get it. That, I want to end this thing with oh. a toast. Okay. Yeah, cool. one of your favorite uh, Irish toast. Uh oh. Uh oh. One Guinness and one Crown and Diet. Yeah. Um. So I would say. Most Irish people you meet have a hard exterior, and really they're singers, poets, and painters, and stuff on the inside. Hard exterior. Yeah. Poet on oh. the inside. I know. Oh. That's me. Right. <laughs> hey, man. <here's> a, <laughs> but you know, those are, the, those are the crazy people. So what I, what I would say is like a, a thing that concerns, I have one brother that's just insane. And the guy's a crook. He was a phenomenal athlete. <laughs> you know, he played in the USFL, all, the, all this stuff. He was dynamite, but he's, he's A little bit crazy. Well, when I went over to meet my relatives in Ireland, there were like six other ones just like him, equally as talented at everything. And you go, so is this from the starvation period? Is this from the occupation period? Is this from them lining up your relatives and shooting them in front of you to get you to behave? I mean, that's some third world stuff because it was third world. This is amazing. Right. All right. So, well, but, you know, once you're two generations away here, we all think that nothing happened. And you go, nobody came here because they wanted to. They came here because they had to. Holy crap. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So the dysphoria, let's, let's well, just so I don't, I don't want to keep talking about terrible things because we talked about food and stuff. So um, in throughout my dad and grandfather's generation, 8 million Irish, so um, the hunger comes. And so we, we got potatoes from America, but they got a fungus. And so... The fungus would literally turn them to powder overnight. You'd think you had this crop and, you know, you got it stored in sand and whatnot. All of a sudden, it's all gone. Well, then you get kicked off your land because you're a tenant farmer. And the English lord there has to, and then just burns the roof of it and brings some more cows in. So you have to roam around the country to find some place to sleep and some place to eat. So Thank you. the other option was going to Australia or America. And Australia was a penal colony, but you could go there and give it a shot if you wanted to. But the cost to go to Australia was three pounds, and the cost to come to America was a pound and a half. My dad came to America. Yeah. Literally, that's why. But you have to realize 25% of the country starved and 25% of the country left. Imagine here, you know, when, when all the Okies went to California. Right. You go, same deal. Incredible. It was practiced. Yeah. I know. Crazy, isn't it? This is... Uh, These are your people. Wow. Bro, one. <laughs> okay, I got to tell you the funniest thing, though. How much time do we have? We got five minutes. Okay, I yeah. got enough. So I'm at this pizza place in downtown Galway, and, and it was okay. It was nothing special. And I see this gigantic trophy, and I go, that is the Memphis Barbecue Grand Champion Trophy. Where did you get that? And he goes, I want it. And I go... Shut the hell up. <laughs> what? You are kidding me. Because I used to be a judge at the American Royal. So I'm like, I mean, this is top three in the United States. Right. And I go, well, tell me how you made everything. And he goes, well, if you want to try some of my ribs, he brings his ribs out. And I wouldn't bring these things to a barbecue. <laughs> Cooked them in a pizza oven. No smoke. 
Nothing. And I go, how did you win? He goes, it was the best. <laughs> what? You've got to be joking. <laughs> it was Spice so rub and into a pizza. I'm not kidding. And they were delicious? No, they were awful. <laughs> so how did he Sounds win? Awful. No smoke. No smoke flavor. Um, you couldn't get, I don't know, but he had the trophy. And he was telling people that he won. Yeah, but I mean, they were like ribs you might, like the first time you might make, you know, if you didn't have a smoker. You're telling me this dude is in some, his Galway. pub in Galway. He was a friend of, he was a friend of my knee, uh, my cousin, so I'm assuming it was legit. With, <laughs> I'm wondering with how this barbecue championship right. trophy. And Memphis. he is bringing out some ribs from his pizza oven. And saying, these are my world championship right, ribs. Yeah. I love this story. Right. And so what would the three of us do? We'd look and go, you know, it's no ribs. You know, I mean, if you're in some other country and they go, I got American hamburger. And they bring it out. You go, yeah, dude, that's, that's not it. That's not a hamburger. Right. Now, I'll, I'll come back and teach you if you want to learn. Right. <laughs> so, right. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. These are definitely my people. 100%. Yeah, right. Now, I, I may have made fun of him a little bit. He didn't care. <laughs> he did not care. He goes, I have the trophy. You don't. And I was like, okay, you have a point. <laughs> Okay, so let's uh, yes. let's end this with favorite Irish quotes. Okay, oh Lord. Okay, so my aunt. I'm, I'm going to go with my aunt because even of everything I've ever read, this is the one. She goes, you know, you people in America breed people with less thought than we breed cattle. Oh, it's like wow. what? And she goes, you've been over here with a different wife three times. I was like. Touche. You know what? Okay. okay. All right. You got me. All right. And then uh, give me, are there, what are the, fa- I mean, obviously there's the Kiss Me, I'm Irish, there's mm-hmm. the, the famous ones. Right. Okay, there is a song that you need to listen to before you go over there called okay. Patty's Green Shamrock Shore. Okay. Patty's okay? Green Shamrock Shore. And it is a the voyage of getting onto a boat, having the, having the wake, getting on the boat, everybody's seasick. It's like a 17-year-old boy and he's... You know, calling for his mom because he thinks he's going to die and all this stuff. And it's the voyage coming over. They get into New York. They get messed around by this guy. He leaves them in the middle of nowhere, stranded. And they're all doing a toast in case we never see each other again. This was our taste. Yeah. Isn't that great? In case we never see each other again, again this is our what? This is our toast. I'm the, sorry. Oh, this is, this our, is toast. our toast. There we you go. Know, literally. I'm sure. The, the, and it's got by a guy named Paul Brady. It is haunting. And whichever relative of yours you are part of did that same journey. Wow. And if you listen to that and you don't get choked up, you have no soul. <laughs> right. Sean Cummings from Sean Cummings Irish Pub. Thank you so much for your time, my friend. Thank you, guys. That was amazing awesome. This was cool. Time. This was very, very cool. And amazing food. Yeah. Thank food's you. incredible. Tell me a little bit what you got going up for St. Patty's Day as we know. So we open up at noon. Um, we're going to be at still at half seating. So. Okay. Come early. I'd suggest 11.30 or so if the weather's decent. We'll do patio and in here. We could use some more outside stuff, but it looks like it's going to be like 40 degrees, so I don't know. Okay. But um, music starts usually in the afternoon. We don't usually do it through lunch. Those are all the people who just want to eat corned beef and cabbage. Corned beef is Jewish, by the way, not Irish. Okay. Just, <laughs> no such thing over there. <laughs> That's crazy. Very cool. All right. So looking forward to it. Yeah. I'll probably get, definitely get by here St. Patty's you Day have to. Uh, to have myself again. Oh, I wish uh, I could make it. Yeah, Wes is going to be on vacation. I got to take the yeah. take the, the kids for spring break. Yeah. Nice. So Where are you going? We'll be in Scottsdale. So hopefully yeah. it's a little warmer than warmer it's going to be here. So yeah, well, I full I plan on fully having myself yeah. an Irish St. Patty's Day. I mean, if you're going to do week. some drinking, you want it to be a little cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So my son literally texted me yesterday, and he goes, how do you get the green dye in beer? And I go, I don't do that, but I'll buy you a Guinness. <laughs> right. Yeah. Awesome. 
good stuff, man. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, no, I appreciate you guys were it. Great. Thank you for coming. Sean Cummings oh. Irish Pub right here on May Avenue. And give me the address one more time. 7528 North May. Very cool. Come on in. Yeah. We'll see you on St. Patty's Day. Cool. All right. Make it out. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. The Sam Mays Podcast is a production of P Squared Media.